we have two more parables. First a short one, then a long one. In the first parable, Jesus said, what do you think? There were two sons. And the father said to the first one, son, go and work in the vineyard today. And the son said, okay. But he didn't. The second son, the father said, son, go and work in the vineyard today. And the son said, no, I don't wanna. But later, he changed his mind and he went. Which of the two sons did the will of the father? Obviously, the second son did. Jesus told this parable to the leaders of the Jews. And he said to them, Truly, I say to you, the tax collectors and the prostitutes go into the kingdom of God before you. For John the Baptist, he came to you in the way of righteousness, preaching to you, and you did not believe in him. And even later, when the tax collectors and prostitutes believed and you saw it, you didn't repent and listen to what he said. So Jesus' point was this. What God the Father wants you to do is to believe in Jesus, to repent of sin and believe in Jesus. So if you say, oh yeah, I'm a good son and I'm going to do what God says, but you don't repent and believe in Jesus, you're like the first son in the parable. If you say, no, at first, like the tax collectors and prostitutes, but then later you repent and believe, like they did when John the Baptist preached, then you go into the kingdom because it's through faith. Then he told another parable about a vineyard. He said there was a man who built a vineyard. He bought some land. He built the vineyard. He put a tower in the middle of it. He put a wall around it. He put a wine press in the middle of it to make wine out of the grapes because that's what you do with it. And then he had to go into a far-off land, and so he leased the vineyard out to tenants. When you lease a vineyard to tenants, that's the way it goes. The master owns it. The other farmers, the tenant farmers, they're going to do the work on the farm, and then there is some portion of what they make from the grapes that they're supposed to send to the master. That's the way it works. So... They worked the vineyard and they brought forth the crop. And when the time for fruits came, the master sent a servant to the tenants in the vineyard to bring him what they owed him, to bring him the fruits that, were, that belonged to him. But when they saw the servant coming, they took his servant and beat him. Then he sent another servant and they killed him. And then he sent another servant and they stoned him to death. So finally, the master said, I know what I'll do. I will send them my son. They'll respect my son. By the way, would you do that? If you were sending servants to go and get fruit from these people who are supposed to give you, you know, the money that, that's due to you, and you find out that instead of giving the payment, they beat up, and then murdered your servants, would you send your son to those people? No way, right? That's crazy. The master says, perhaps he'll respect my son. No, they're not going to respect his son. That's crazy talk. That's kind of the point of the parable. It's one of the points of the parable anyway. So when the tenants see the son coming, they say, look, this is the heir. Let's kill him 
and then the vineyard will be ours. Which is also crazy. If you kill someone's son, you don't inherit what belongs to that person. And what do they think? That they're just going to get away with it? I think what they're thinking is this. Oh, Master didn't do anything to us when we killed his servants, so he's not going to do anything to us when we kill his son either. That's really crazy talk, right? Well, Jesus is telling this parable specifically against the leaders of the Jews because he knew what they were about to do to him. He said, so, so then he said, what do you think? Um, he said, what do you think the owner will do to those tenants when he comes? And they said, well, he'll put those wretches to a miserable death and let out the vineyard to other tenants who will give him the fruits in their season. And Jesus said, yeah. And have you never read in the scriptures the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone? This was the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. I tell you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people producing its fruits. And the one who falls on this stone will be broken to pieces. And when it falls on anyone, it will crush him. When the chief priests and the Pharisees heard this parable and realized that he was speaking about them, they were incensed and they wanted to put him to death, but they wanted to do so in private because they were afraid of the crowds. So you see what's so ironic about this parable? Jesus is saying, you guys are like these people who killed the servants of, of the father instead of giving the fruit that he wanted, namely repentance and faith. Now you're going to see the son coming, that's me, and you're going to say, let's kill him so we can have the kingdom. And their reaction to this parable, to this story, which they realize Jesus is saying about them, their reaction is to plan to do exactly what the parable said they were going to do. They're like mad. They're like, how dare you say that we're like those tenants who are going to kill the son? Let's kill him. That's what they did. And just like it was crazy for the people in the story to think that they would get the vineyard because they killed the master's son, well, also what they were doing was crazy. See, a big, oh yeah, a big part of the, the right, a big part of the reason why they killed Jesus is because they didn't like how much the people liked him and they were worried about the Romans coming and taking them away. They were worried about losing their positions. They were worried about losing their power or their money. Okay, so maybe you shouldn't have any positions. Well, that'd be better, right? And they wanted to take that for themselves instead of giving what was due to God. The fruit that God wanted was faith. Faith in Jesus. Faith unto eternal life. Faith from them and faith for others. See, they were supposed to be helping others to believe in Jesus because they were put in charge of the spiritual needs of the people. But they didn't do that. So this is a parable Jesus told during Holy Week where he knew that they were planning to kill him. And in the parable, he's like, hey, guys, I know how you're planning to kill me. Here's a story about how these people tried to kill that guy, and it was crazy. And then their reaction is to plan more how to kill him. That's how crazy unbelief is. But the other thing I mentioned, the other crazy part of the story, is that the master would send his son. The same thing is true here. Jesus knows they're going to kill him. 
He says so. When God the Father sent Jesus to his people, he knew they were going to kill him too. He sent him in order to die, in order to save us, in order to give us the kingdom. And when it says that the kingdom will be taken away and given to a people producing its fruits, he means that it'll be given to anyone who believes that the kingdom, that the vineyard, that the work of Jesus and the word of the gospel will be given to those anywhere and everywhere who will believe it. 